Welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 13, Going Through a Dry Spell. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me for today's discussion. Um, But before we jump into today's topic, I want to start off by telling you just a little bit about the process of my podcasting and how it affected today's episode. So I've known for a couple of years now that I wanted to start a podcast where I could really dive into some of the challenges that couples face when it comes to intimacy. I had a lot of ideas on how to structure it all, but I wasn't exactly sure where to start the whole process and how to get it actually to come to be. So I did a little research to see if I could find a local class about starting a podcast. And sure enough, there was one. And a big thank you to Granite Point in Folsom, California, for holding it. Six classes was all it would take, and I would be up and running. I was so excited. And so in February of this year, 2020, I started the class. I knew that this would be exactly what I needed. Every week, we were taught something new and given a homework assignment to help us start to set things up. We had to come up with a title for our podcast show, decide how often it would come out, what format it would be in, and under what categories it would fall under. We also had to write out descriptions for it as well as a way to describe it to someone in just a few sentences. The process was fun and exciting. I knew the weekly homework assignments would be just the thing to get me moving forward. And halfway into the class, COVID hit, and we had to finish the class via Skype. As we got closer to the end of the class, we were asked to prepare a list of what our first five episodes would be about. This was super fun for me. I loved this homework assignment. I made sure to take the time to really think about what my previous coaching clients struggled with when it came to intimacy. I made sure to consider all of the areas that I got trained in as a life coach to make sure that I was including some of the knowledge, skills, and techniques that make life coaching so effective. I made sure to keep spirituality as an important part of the podcast so that other spiritually-minded women and men would have a place to go to learn about intimacy without fear of being asked to do things that were against their morals. I got so into this assignment that I actually came up with a different topic for every week for the next three and a half years. I was not expecting that to happen at all, but I was really happy that it did. As we finished out the class, we had to do a trial run that we shared with everyone so that we could critique it and make some adjustments. 
And then we had to set a date for when we were actually going to start the podcast and publish it for the public. My date was Mother's Day as a gift to myself. So about this list of topics for the podcast. In my mind, there was a process and a purpose to the order of how I arranged each topic. But as I looked at my topic for this week, I really felt that it was not the right one. This helped me realize once again the value of being flexible. And the topic of going through a dry spell kept coming to my mind. I tried to remember if I had put this topic on my list, but I really didn't remember putting it on there. So I grabbed my podcasting folder, opened it up to the list, and started scanning the topics. I was actually surprised that this topic was not on my list. And I wondered how that was even possible. And why wasn't it on there? Everyone goes through this at some point, so why was it missing? I sat and pondered on this for a few minutes, and then it hit me. My husband and I had not gone through a dry spell for quite some time, and I was totally perplexed by this and totally amazed by this at the same time. I knew we had gone through them before, but it really had been a while. So what was the difference? I thought about it some more, and then I could totally pinpoint what had made the difference. And do you know what it was? Life coaching. I realized that after I went through the training to become a life coach, my entire way of thinking and processing things changed and it changed for the better. We hadn't gone through a dry spell in so long because my thinking about our relationship changed and my thinking about what my husband should be doing or shouldn't be doing changed. And all of those things had a huge impact on the way I thought about intimacy. And when we understand the power that comes from the way we think about intimacy, we can have a major impact on how we feel about intimacy, what we do about intimacy, and what our results are when it comes to intimacy. So why would I feel like doing a podcast on going through a dry spell when life coaching had really helped decrease the number of times we were going through them? Well, that was because we actually just went through one. And to be totally honest, it really surprised me. I know that intimacy can be a challenging topic. And I want to make sure that part of this podcast is showing the reality of things and showing the challenge of intimacy and that even skilled life coaches can sometimes forget to use their skills. So this is me showing up and being honest about how I didn't use the skills I had and what it led to. And as I started to reflect on this recent dry spell, I can totally see how it happened. 
So let's start off by defining what a dry spell is. In the dictionary, we can find that a dry spell is defined as a period of dry weather. It's a period of time where there is little activity or little productivity. It's a period of time of sexual abstinence. And it's also a time that is not producing desired results. So this gives us a great big picture of the word dry spell. And if we break the word up into its two parts, we have the word dry and we have the word spell. So let's take a minute to look at the word dry, which means relatively free from moisture, liquid, or water. It can mean bare or lacking adornment. It can mean lacking sweetness. It can mean not showing or communicating warmth, enthusiasm, and tender feelings. It can be marked by matter-of-fact, ironic, or terse manner of expression. It can be lacking smooth sound qualities, and it can also be defined as uninteresting. Now, if we look at the second part of the word, dry spell, we have spell, which can be defined as a certain period of time, a period of bodily distress or mental distress. It can be a group of words believed to have magic powers, and it can also be defined as a very strong influence. So now we are starting to add some richness and depth to the word dry spell. As I thought about what started this dry spell for my husband and I, I can see that two things happened. The first was that a new stressor came into our lives. Now, I'm not really going to go into all the details of what the stressor was, because we all have stressors. I will say this. The stressor came at a time that we really didn't expect it to. This means that my husband and I were not totally prepared for it. Now, this is not anyone's fault. This is just the way life is sometimes. We cannot always predict and prepare for every possible scenario that might come our way. So we buckled down and started to deal with the stressor the best that we could. Now here comes the second part that led to this dry spell. With this new unexpected stressor, my husband and I both handled it in our own ways. Nothing was wrong with either of the ways we were handling it in and of itself, but things started to shift when we continued to handle things completely on our own, by ourselves, in our own ways. We each thought we were doing a pretty good job in handling it, not totally realizing that while in the process of trying to be strong and silent about how difficult it was, the distance between us grew. In just a short amount of time, 
negative thoughts crept in and made things worse. I started thinking that my husband was being selfish by not just knowing what I obviously needed. And I can only imagine my husband started thinking very similar things. Now, as we recall some of the definitions of dry, I can see that as I started to fall into the trap of major mind drama about my husband, and as I did not manage my own thoughts, I started to feel pretty negative towards him. I was definitely lacking sweetness and lacking the essential moisture of nurturing that helps a relationship grow strong. And I was for sure not showing or communicating warmth, enthusiasm, or tender feelings. And I will tell you this, I did show and communicate zero interest in being intimate with him. That part was clear and obvious. And this did seem to have a very strong effect on my husband, as if it really was some sort of magic spell. And it definitely caused a period of time of bodily distress and mental distress, not just for my husband, but for me as well. So what happens to us when we fall into a dry spell? The biggest downside of being in a dry spell is where our mind goes, which is usually nowhere good. We can easily get sucked into this all or nothing thinking or doomsday thinking like, this is it. It's never going to get better. He's finally had enough of me. <laughs> our minds will often start spending more and more time going over things from the past that went wrong or all the things that aren't going well in the relationship. And we might think things are way worse than they actually are. If left unchecked, our mind can even lead us to think that our spouse is being unfaithful to us or that they are seeking pleasure elsewhere and that we are no longer good enough for them. Our own self-esteem can easily take a hit when this happens. These are all dark places that my brain went. It's so sad, really. Just weeks before, I wasn't thinking any of those things. But during that dry spell, I was thinking the absolute worst about my husband and about myself. But I think the one thought that really got me the worst was that he just didn't care about me. The more this thought ran through my mind, the more distant I became. And none of these thoughts would contribute to me feeling in the mood for intimacy. They actually did the opposite. When we are going through a dry spell, we eliminate some of the hormones that come into our brains and into our bodies when we are intimate with our spouse, which means we eliminate the hormones that 
help us to feel bonded to them. A decrease in these several hormones can also make it more difficult to be creative, which could easily make problem solving a bigger challenge during this time. Not having the sexual hormones on your side can even make things a little more awkward and challenging when you do try to resolve things and when you do try to come back together physically. Now, while going through a dry spell is not the most fun experience, we can learn something from it. There are a few lessons that my husband and I learned from this experience. The first one is that when a new stressor enters the picture, communication between husband and wife really needs to increase. While my husband and I did talk about the most recent stressor in our lives, we didn't really come up with a plan that was quite solid enough. We thought our conversation and initial ideas would do the trick. But the time and stress got the better of us, and we never really checked back in with each other to evaluate how things were going or to reassess or make adjustments. We both had the best of intentions, but the lack of continued communication led to things going downhill pretty quickly. As I have reflected on this, I personally can see that I left real true intimacy behind during this time. And as I remembered what intimacy is all about, I was able to remember that it's about making the innermost things known, our innermost thoughts and our innermost feelings known, first to ourselves and then to our spouse. I knew that there was a deep struggle for me while facing this new stressor. But my innermost thoughts and feelings stayed put. As I thought to myself, I'll just keep being strong, this led me to take the action of not sharing my innermost thoughts and feelings as some sort of sign of me being strong. I did not make them known to my favorite person. I did not share those thoughts and feelings and struggles with him. I held them in. And the result was that I actually became weaker in the process, not stronger. And I actually became more angry, not more loving or patient or connected, which is really more of what I actually want to be as a person and what I actually want for our relationship. Better communication can lead to better collaboration between spouses. And I think it's pretty safe to say that our husbands would probably prefer to have a few extra conversations with their wife instead of going through a dry spell of sexual abstinence. 
The second thing we learned is that managing the thoughts that go through our minds during stressful times is way more important than any of us probably realize. If we find ourselves in a dry spell, we should try to remind ourselves not to get caught up in letting our minds go down all of the negative rabbit holes. We can tell ourselves, you know what? This stuff happens. It's totally normal for married couples to experience this. We'll get through this soon. It's okay that things are off right now. We'll get back to normal shortly. These types of thoughts can really help us keep our mind in a place where we don't start thinking the worst about one another. We can normalize what is happening and not take it so personal. Doing this can also help keep us in a frame of mind where we don't feel bad about ourselves, where we don't feel guilty that we aren't being intimate at the moment and don't feel like we aren't good enough. Then we can tap into our creativity and start to problem solve in a way that is more effective. We can remind ourselves that things will probably feel really good when they do start getting back to normal. And that is something to look forward to and enjoy. The third thing we learned is that going through a dry spell can be a good reminder especially for the women, of how wonderful it really can feel, not only emotionally, but physically, to be intimate with our husband. I know that in the past, there have been several times in my life where I have totally thought that I would be just fine without intimacy and that I could easily live without it. But by not having it for a while allowed me to actually miss it for real. I really missed feeling my husband close to me, to feel of his attentiveness and to know of his desire to satisfy me. My body really, really responded when we started to come out of our dry spell and to connect. And I was reminded just how much the female body is created to feel pleasure and to feel a lot of it. There can easily be an increase of feeling super close and feeling super bonded to your spouse as you resume intimate activities. You may even find that you have an increased desire to be intimate more than usual as those bonding hormones start kicking in again. The fourth thing we learned is actually just a reminder that for women, stress is a huge blocker to intimacy. It is really hard for most women to have intimacy on their mind or to have the desire to be intimate 
when stress levels are high. It would be a great idea for both the husband and wife to invest their time in keeping stress levels lower if intimacy is important to their relationship. Over the years, I have become a lot better at managing my stress levels. So this new stressor actually really caught me off guard. And I can see that by not managing that stress effectively, it really made intimacy a challenge for me personally. Now, as we get to the end of this episode, let's turn to a scripture for some added inspiration. In John 3, verse 5, we read where Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. This is such a great reminder of the importance of water as opposed to dryness. As we recall, one of the definitions of the word dry was to be lacking moisture or lacking water. And we also know that in the scriptures that our Savior is often called the living water. This reminded me of when my husband and I went to Jerusalem a couple of years ago. And as we were touring the city and even the outskirts of the city, we were often reminded by our tour guide on several occasions that if you lived on dry ground, it was hard to sustain life. Living near water was crucial for sustaining life. Often, when we are going through a dry spell, we may find that it is similar to living on dry ground and that we are lacking in more of that living water in our lives. But let's remember to drink up of the Savior's living water a bit more And let his words fill us up. Let his teachings reach deep inside of us so that we have a better understanding of ourselves and of those around us. Because remember, the more you increase that intimacy with yourself, the more you increase it with your spouse. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. And I hope you will join me again next week.